3: okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one listen to a really good cry with radhi devlukia on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: the black effect presents family therapy and i'm your host Elia connie
4: Hey, I'm Christina Wallace. And I'm Kate Scott Campbell. And you're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist, a podcast for human Venn diagrams. Coming at you every single Monday. And hosted
5: by us. <laughs> When was the last time you looked at the things you regularly do and asked yourself why you're doing them in the first place? If it's been a while, we recommend
4: taking five minutes or a weekend or, in Christina's case, a week-long yoga retreat to find some quiet and reflection and eat a bunch of vegetables.
5: It's true. A little quiet and a major shift in your point of view can do wonders. Also, Brussels sprouts. Christina, who are you? I, I love it.
4: <laughs> we'll talk about the power of improv and comedy and a new point of view on one of our favorite topics, curiosity.
5: We'll also share some things that are currently bringing us joy and some quick and easy tips for maintaining holiday sanity.
4: Yeah, BRB, I'm going to find that poppy video that
5: you mentioned right now. Okay, can we do the episode first, though?
4: Oh, yeah, let's let, Let's do that. Christina. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm back in my closet for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Well, you know, it's been a while since I've been in here for an episode. And uh, since then, the good news is, is I've organized it because I I had a lot of costumes to like figure out <laughs> where <laughs> where to put places. That's um, right. You're
5: calling in from home today instead of I'm in the ca- studio.
4: Uh, that's right. I'm calling in from Los Feliz, California. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, is that Ross's grandmother gave me these really amazing dresses of hers from like the seventies. Uh, last time we were visiting her. And so those are hanging in the closet and I'm right by them. So it actually kind of smells like I'm in my or any grandmother's closet (laughs) right now. (laughs) It's like that nice musty. Oh,
5: (laughs) that's very cozy.
4: It is. But you know what? I realize that I have no idea where in the world
5: you are. (laughs) are you I'm in my apartment in Brooklyn believe it or not it's like the one episode in in many that I'm just (laughs) home doing my jam yeah no it's Uh uh I oh, man, I need to make 2018 the year I get off of planes. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm tired.
4: Have you like taken a tally yet of how many planes you've been on in 2017?
5: Yeah, and it it's not that hard because I'm I'm loyal to United, and so they they tell me my stats. <laughs> um I've I've taken 54 flights this year so far. <gasps> oh. And- my- what? Yeah. So if you're if you're counting at home, that's more than one a week. Yeah, um, that's literally
4: Where my brain went. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And so I've got two more flight-based trips coming up uh, before the end of the year, and that will get me to 100,000 domestic miles flown.
4: Oh my god, is that when like you just get to like lounge around at the airport like <laughs> your
5: house? Like, yeah. Yeah. That? No, George Clooney is my life. That. <laughs> Up in the, the air, yes. Um, no, I, I will hit 1K, which just means that I get like a very nice person on the phone when I call in to make changes to my to my uh, <laughs> flights, um, and also, you know, a, a free snack box when I travel. Oh, yeah. oh my
4: gosh, that that is the I glam life right box. there.
5: So yeah, yeah so, you know, I guess I said domestic. That's not entirely true. I've done two international trips this year one to canada for ted and then one to mexico which i just you, got back from
4: yes oh my gosh tell because i remember i first heard about this on our show when we were talking about our falls and you yes. shared that you had very mindfully set aside a week mm-hmm. in november and Not only did you set aside a week for yourself, but you did it. You stuck to it. I did about
5: it. I did, unbelievably. So I just I knew I was gonna need um some downtime. We've got the holidays coming up. I know everyone everyone who even loves their family can be get exhausted by the holidays. Oh yeah. They're Um, exhausting. and, And, you know, given the cadence of my job. It actually gets really, really busy as we like sprint to the end of the year. Um, And so between business development stuff and writing a book and kind of all the deals I have to close and and the projects we're wrapping up, I was like, you are going to hit the end of the year and you're going to just pass out on the couch. And if you (laughs) want to do this, um, you know, and still have the energy to enjoy the end of the year and and all the fun that comes with the holidays, you're going to need a little break. So I Mm -hmm. decided um, and it was, you know, it was made easier, this decision, because my favorite yoga teacher uh, at Laughing Lotus here in New York, Mary Dana Abbott, uh, announced that she was leading this yoga retreat and I was like, yes, you've just made it super easy for me. Right. Cause I don't have to do anything. I can just sign yeah. up. And so, awesome. um, I joined her and another teacher, Felipe Gonzalez, and we went down to Tulum and, um, and I, I spent seven days where I did three hours of yoga morning and night. I slept nine hours a night. I ate only vegetables. I drank only water and oh my gosh. I, I read, um, in and out of a hammock and, uh, and wore a lot of sunscreen and it was oh, more, my gosh, <laughs>
4: I have, I have so many questions for you. the the first thing is actually not a question. It's an observation that like, you look so radiant in all of your Instagram posts from this trip.
5: Well, thank like, you. you. Really I really I... do. I put on a sheet mask every night. So this is daily yeah. sheet masking and nine hours of sleep with only water and vegetables. That is literally peak skin. It's never gonna look that good again.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean how how did your energy like was it hard to just do the vegetables? Like, did you feel like your energy you broke through a threshold and you all you got a lot of energy while you were there?
5: Yes. Um, the, the kind of detoxing off of the sugar I did the week before while I was traveling was coming up. Uh, and then I don't know. I mean, there were hard boiled eggs. There was some eggs. It wasn't just vegetables and a little bit of fish every (laughs) once in a while. Um, but for the most part, it was like the food is there at mealtime and I don't have to worry about what I'm eating. And so I'm just not going to think about like the snacking and all of the other things that bring me joy, like sugar, uh, I yep. was just, you know, it's it's a little bit like you just went on autopilot. It was like summer camp. You're like, is it, is it mealtime? Great. I'm going to go to the buffet. Is it not mealtime? Great. I'm going to go to the hammock. Like, is it yoga time? Wow. Okay. I'll go to yoga now. Like it was just a very, it was a very laid back schedule where I just did what they told me to. Oh my God.
4: I just feel more calm just hearing about your well, experience. The,
5: the big thing that I I realized, and I you know we talked about this a little bit in the last episode with Dan Tepper, the yeah, how it hard it is to find quiet,
3: yeah, in
5: a world of screens, and it it just made me realize, especially I mean, it took probably four days before I really felt. The stillness and the quiet, not just the like, I have nothing to do and I'm bored, so let me be creative, but just like the stillness to to hear or to kind of feel those little ideas and let them wiggle out and see where they go. And I just I realized how much quiet I need to really be thinking really big, new, crazy ideas and not just like incremental like, oh, I could probably do that a little bit better. Um, And how hard it is to find that quiet in my current existence in New York, in the way I've scheduled my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of the lyrics to a song that I had heard on a recording years ago. It's from a very it's flora and something it's from like a very esoteric musical that no one does. Uh Ooh. but it's called it's a quiet thing is the song and they it talks about kind of happiness comes in on tiptoes. Um and, and you know there's no sound of the band, there's no choir singing, it's a quiet thing. And I was like, "Oh man." Yep.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. I it's so so true. Like my whole body is like reacting with like craving pangs, just hearing about this week that I'm just so like proud of you and inspired by you for taking. And yeah. I'm just so curious. Like, do you feel like there are, cause I know you, you like a good key takeaway. Like, do you <laughs> feel like as, as do I, like, do yeah. you feel like there are certain takeaways that having done this yeah, that you are maybe thinking about at least integrating into your life in New York? and your yeah. traveling.
5: so one of them it sounds kind of crazy but one of them is I want to figure out I don't know if I can do this every weekend but I want to figure out how to like put my phone in a shoebox when I come home on Friday and leave it there until Monday morning oh yes. like you know what I mean because it's you know, and it, it requires a couple of things, right? It requires, for one, I have to get, you know, hard copies of the New York Times because I like to read that on my phone. Um, it requires me to figure out how I'm going to get in touch with my mom because I like to call her on Sundays. But it, there's something about, or I don't know, maybe I, I put it on airplane mode. There's just something about having the world in the palm of your hand that makes it very hard to not go down that rabbit hole. And yeah. I just... You know how they say there's a lot of this research that says if you actually check your emails on vacation, you don't feel like you had a vacation, even if you don't do work, just like keeping an an eye on your emails. And I feel Mm -hmm. like the same way about that and the Internet on weekends, not even just everything, all the things. So like if you're keeping one eye open on and, you know, on your device or what's going on, you just you never get that real break. And you need that
3: space
5: if you're going to really make, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. hundred percent. Even when like, and it's just hard because I know when I'm brain fried, it's just really easy for me to just like be on Instagram and be scrolling through that feed like mindlessly, you know, it's like Uh turning on the TV and watching it mindlessly. It's kind of the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. except that it's always there And it's also like about people in your life, which is even stranger. So it's not really an escape like TV can be. Um, It can feel daunting for me and I'm sure many others to take a week, Mm -hmm. uh, even a day. I mean, did it feel doable? Did, did it, was it easy to transition back when you came back? Did you have like a huge pile of work waiting for you? Like, what was it like in your whole life to take that week?
5: Yeah, so one of the ways that it was possible to take a whole week is that I've hired a deputy uh, at Bionic. And she, you know, it's one of the reasons that I wasn't able to take a real vacation earlier last summer because she was starting in August. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I kind of worked remotely f- for a few days from a lake house, but, like, didn't really take a vacation. But right. because she's up to speed um, and she's, you know, really... I mean, she's amazing, um, and was like, you know, put me in coach, I got this, I was able to just step away. And she played the role of Christina all week, Um, including, you know, she has access to my inbox. So she was able to keep an eye on emails and was like, Hey, this is a thing, we need to respond to it. And I will respond to it um, without having me to necessarily have to keep an eye on my inbox. So it, it was you know, you can't do this all by yourself, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I had mm-hmm. Chaz keeping an eye on home, and I had Katie keeping an eye on things at work. And I had, you know, a boss and a, a company and a team that really respects um, downtime and how much is needed. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I had a great partnership there where they left me alone. Uh, there was, a you know, occasional text to check in on a couple of things, but for the most part, really respected the space and I could do it because I knew I had an amazing team that would figure it out without me.
4: That's incredible. I have to say, I was somebody who texted you. I'm so guilty. I'm going to out myself on the show. And I literally was like, I'm going to write this to Christina. If she doesn't respond, it's fine. But I was like, I namaste. And I was like, I'm also. <laughs> once she responds, I'm not. I'm going to text her like a thank you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, you were very gracious. Um, but you're right. So thank you for that. But also, you're right. Teamwork makes the dream work, and it's also, you know, allowing yourself to you know, trust and rely on the people around you and, and also to be able to inform them enough and fill them in. It's all of that. So
5: totally. Very and like, you know, Katie rocked it at my job. And I think in a different world, I would have been very insecure about, you know, the fact that someone I hired is actually proving to be as good as me at doing my job. Um, what does that mean about my future? But in this world, I'm like, No, that's pretty awesome because now there's two of us, which means we can divide and conquer and go twice as fast. Uh, It's not, you know, it's not a threat to me or my job. It actually makes me look awesome that I hired someone that smart. So, yay. Yes.
4: Oh, my gosh. Shine theory at work. I love it. Absolutely. A hundred percent.
1: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends.
0: This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption.
5: We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
0: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host.
0: You're listening to The Limit Does Not Exist with Christina Wallace and Kate Scott Campbell.
5: Okay, so I want to hear an update from you on The Groundlings and all of your amazingness. I I still haven't made it out to see your show, and I'm dying to, but I was talking to Kathleen Stetson about you. Oh my gosh, really? She told her you got in The Groundlings and The Sunday Company, and she's like, (gasps)
3: oh!
5: That is such a big deal. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I don't oh. think I've been appropriately impressed. So this yeah. is my, oh, just for you, right? <laughs> Oh Tell my gosh.
4: Thank you so much. It's fantastic. The Groundlings, for listeners who aren't um, familiar with it, is a fantastic uh, comedy theater in Los Angeles. And many, many people who are, um, you know, who we all know and love, Melissa McCarthy, Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, have come out of the groundlings, and many sketches on SNL. So it's sort of an incredible program that uh, encourages you to be as prolific and as sort of true to your own voice as possible. Um, And so I found out after the culmination of um, a lot of training there that I was invited to be part of the Sunday company. And essentially what that is, is that there's a group of us who perform a brand new show every Sunday on the groundling stage. And, uh, I (laughs) talked in our, I think it might've been our last CNC episode or maybe the one before how I was planning to have this like very cozy low key fall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we
5: were like,
4: yeah, it's it has not. It's, it's not. not going, <laughs> or it is going so much that it's not going. Um, yeah, because you do
5: a that. live show with them every week, and yes. you do a live show with us every week. Yes, uh, yes. and well, those are often back to back, Sunday and Monday. That's right. That's
4: right. Well, and I have to say, you know, I remember when you and I were talking about moving from being bi-weekly to mm-hmm. weekly on our show and, you know, thinking, OK, with all that's on our plate, how are we going to do this? And I have to say, you know, being able to find this cadence with you on our show was a really wonderful sort of gateway to, to going, OK, I I know that I can find a way to do this. The way it sort of essentially works is we're writing new material every week. And on a Wednesday, we'll pitch out a whole bunch of ideas, sort of get them up on their feet um, for different sketches that we want to perform in the show. And so it's interesting to write something and then three days later, put it up in front of a live paying audience. Like there is no quicker feedback than that. <laughs> right? There's something about putting something up every week that is such a lesson in embracing failure, embracing imperfectionism, just sort of letting things come out, letting them live and then and then going from there. But, yeah, listeners who are in L.A. every uh, every Sunday night, I feel I would love for you to come to the show. Let, tweet at me and let me know. Come on down. That's awesome. So on the comedy subject, there's been some really cool things coming through my email and feed about empowering women in comedy, and you know I I love to hear about this. And Christina, one uh, is because of uh, the wonderful Ruth Ann Harnish. Uh, That's right. The
5: Harnish Foundation, which uh, supported your math brain project, Um, they are funding a new improv program to strengthen girls' leadership skills. Um, It's called Funny Girls, and they're partnering with five organizations uh, to build out this opportunity to basically teach teach girls like middle school girls improv and in doing so develop these leadership skills like self awareness and collaboration and resiliency lord you have to be resilient if you're trying to make a joke and it doesn't <laughs> go anywhere um yep. and you know learning agility and just like these these you know life skills that you pick up um through improv which doesn't feel like you're studying or or doing anything all that difficult. It just feels like playing. So I I love that they're funding this. And I'm so excited to see uh, more girls learning these really fun, fun skills, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, I have to say I'm so thrilled to see that the Harnish Foundation is working on this. Um, And just to see that a program like this exists and more and more uh, people are realizing how important uh, humor is and improv is, particularly for girls. There's this great um, video about funny girls that I was watching And they say sort of, you know, around age eight, which I think is sort of the entry age for this program, you know, there's this thing that kind of happens where we start, girls start kind of sharing jokes with each other just around other girls and kind of start editing a little bit or, Mm -hmm. you know, turning the volume down. I remember Mm -hmm. in grade school so clearly, like I had... This teacher who I, in class, was always trying to be the ham and tell jokes. And I remember mm-hmm. this teacher, like, turning this invisible knob down on my shirt, like, to turn my volume down. Ooh. I remember that so clearly. And I also, I was, I had to stay after lunch, like, every other day because I was always standing up and, like, putting on a show at lunch, basically, for all my <laughs> friends. And that was decidedly not okay where I came from. <laughs> And honestly what's so crazy Christina is that like I think we were talking about this in the Dan Tep for episode 2 where the work that I'm doing now like in 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 writing comedy and performing comedy all the time like certainly there's a ton of technique involved and a ton of learning but there's also so much unlearning it's like really mm-hmm. getting back to that original essence of creative expression. And so any program that fosters that in girls to hopefully be a buffer zone to never have to fully lose that, you know, in order to have to find it again, I'm a hundred
5: percent behind. I think it's a
4: great. Did,
5: Did you find when you were first starting doing sketch comedy that you kept casting yourself in like kind of the same characters or the same reactions? And, and did you have to like, unlearn the like I can do more than play I don't know the straight character here or I right. know, the, the, I can do more than just play the weird aunt you know what I mean yeah did, you, yeah did you find that because that's one of the things that I learned at age 8 or so I certainly remember teachers being like you're out of 10 I need you to bring it to a 3
1: yeah. um
5: but I also kind of remember very clearly that like oh you're the weird older sister you're the crazy aunt you're the you know the clown whatever like they there were sort of like these these characters that was made very clear were the ones that I could play. And like, I was never going to be the ingenue. I was never going to be the, uh, you know, the prince that saves the day. Um, And I I just wonder how much of that even, um, you know, improv at this age might help girls never feel like they're getting pigeonholed into these are the, the voices and the roles and the, the places where you belong in the story.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. I'd say a hundred percent. Absolutely. That's something that I love so much about, uh, improv that I do. I do all the time. I mean, in addition to doing sketch, I'm constantly doing improv and and to me, sketch is just sort of improv on a piece of paper, like improv Mm -hmm. written down with some structure. That's what I love about it is because you have the power to create, to find parts of yourself that, that, you know, other people wouldn't necessarily like dive in and see for you to pull out and go, let me explore this. Let me explore this. Or yeah. Ooh, that person has such a fascinating energy. Let, what, is it, what does it feel like to try that on my body mm-hmm. and, and and see how that feels? You know, it's really sort of a study of Finding the most, the purest, sort of most human parts of yourself. Because that's really, to me, the best comedy is truth, right? And when I create and when I write, I really like to let kind of like the idea lead me first to not say, well, I can only do these different types of people, but instead to say, what's something that I'm curious about? And okay, let's kind of like build it out from there. Yeah. To try to keep keep the sky as, as blue and, and big as possible and then
5: start honing in from there, you know? Well, I, I asked because you came across this really great article on creative destruction and it yes. feels like a really kind of natural connection there where, yeah. you know, it's um, it, it basically the writers talking about how you have to, you know, kind of break the habits um, and destroy the things that you continue to do over and over and over again, and sort of mm-hmm. look regularly at what you're doing and how you're doing it the the things that have become so comfortable that you don't even question them and actually yes. start questioning them right um and i I feel the same way where you know kind of the the roles I've been told to play or the um or the roles that i I know I feel most comfortable in, um, mm-hmm. whether that's in mm-hmm. a meeting or on stage, Uh yeah. You can get into a rut and um, you know, doing something that's super uncomfortable, like going to yoga for a week and eating vegetables. <laughs> you want to <a> take away? <laughs> vegetables are really good for you. I should probably eat more of them. <laughs> that's my takeaway. Um <laughs> uh, I felt amazing at the end of a week of eating only vegetables. That is a way to question my habits. Uh but I, I love this I idea that that really kind of says you know, you have to unwrite, unlearn things mm-hmm. and rewrite them if you want to be able to be continuously creative. Yes,
4: yes, it's so, so, so true. And I think a great way, as we've talked about on the show, to discover even what those areas are is to – you can do that in a number of ways, right? <laughs> like one way is to – um ask people around you, right? Like, what do you sort of see me as? And then think, okay, well, what's opposite of that? I mean, as a, as a writer-performer, directors are always like, hey, Kate, let's see you just get messy. Let's see you get, you know, let's see you sort of do yeah. aren't naturally in my toolbox. Let's see you just be vulgar, be do something that would just be so out of, like, your natural comfort zone and just, like, see what happens, right? Like, let's just go there and see. And to be able to do that for ourselves, um, can feel scary. Right. Cause yeah, there is this feeling of like, oh, if I distract this part of my work life or my career, like then who am I right? Like who, mm-hmm. who am I going to be because of that? But interestingly enough, I think by creating instability, it just, it's like throws us off the balance beam in a great way. Right. We're able to kind yeah. of say like, Oh, wait, vegetables. What? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, (laughs) people in your life like me, I'm like, Christina Wallace. It's also like telling people, look, yeah, I know that I was like always the girl who like turned my nose at greens. But, you know, that girl is like, yeah, there's still that part of me. I'm also trying out this thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Who I decide to be or who I just explore to be in this moment,
5: Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I, I love one of the habits that they talk about in this piece is to just make rules against habits and common tendencies, right? So if you say, love that. Um, I, I always, you know, do my emails first thing in the morning, they're like, okay, so for the next however many days, you're not going to do that. You're going to do your emails after you've had an hour to think and walk and shower and read or whatever, right? I, mm-hmm. I always keep one eye on my phone on the weekends. You know what? We're gonna try to not do that for a couple of days. Um and yes. just and and see what's outside of your normal and see how that changes things up. Basically seeing what's what's benefiting you and what's not.
4: Yeah, I love so this article, by the way, came through my uh my phone text because I um I recently subscribed to shine, which is, um, a texting app that you can just get like a little article texted to you each morning. It's like you get a little text or I guess it could be in the evening too. You can kind of just decide when you get a little text of inspiration. And, uh, I I really, that alone has kind of been like, oh, here's something new and interesting that I might look at. And I sort of look at it when I have time, you know, to look at it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I love this article that came through because there are, just like what you mentioned, Christina, there's some really neat sort of tips and tricks about just implementing creative destruction in Mm -hmm. a doable way. And one that I also really like is... Is question your why? We've talked about yeah. it on this sh- show too. You know, Simon Sinek has done a lot of great work on on mm-hmm. the why behind things.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But I love not only asking yourself why you're doing something, but questioning what your why is.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. So, like
4: the article talks about, like when you would write an essay in English class and your teacher would write, "So what?" And the, <laughs> 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 I totally had. To I trust know
5: me. it was so annoying in the time, <laughs> but I get it now. They're like, "Why should I care?" what's the takeaway?
4: Well, and what's interesting is every time I'm working on a new character, the first question we ask about that character is like, what is this character's point of view? Why does this character say the things that he or she says? What is the justification there? You really do find that your whys are sort of what build the backbone of your personal philosophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, asking yourself, wait, why am I doing this? Well, because I've always done it. Okay, well, w- could there be a different reason why? Or yeah. is there a why that appeals to be more like, oh, you know, I don't know. I feel like Wonder Woman when I do this. Oh, that's hey, okay. <laughs> Let's do some yeah. more one things or whatever, you know? Yeah.
5: Well, it, it also, it links to this other article you found around what schools are missing mm. when it comes to learning that really is about the power of curiosity, and I think it's exactly related to you know questioning your why, um, questioning your your ruts and your habits and and really saying, you know, is there uh, a hungry mind um, mm. that's driving how you learn, how you are fulfilled, how you kind of explore the world and and figure out where you fit in it? And that that power of curiosity um you know, according to this article is you know the, the big connection to high achievement, but also to a fulfilling existence,
4: yes, a hundred. Yeah, this article that was in The Atlantic by Scott Barry Kaufman, who does really interesting writing on topics that we love to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. He's talking about how the desire to learn in the first place is such an important thing to foster in school. Yeah, And I was thinking about this recently, because I was going on a walk with a friend who has um, a son who just transitioned to a new school. And of mm-hmm. course, we were talking about math and what his new math class is like. Mm-hmm. And He has a teacher whose philosophy is to just drill, drill, drill the math problems. Mm -hmm. And my friend started a math club at her son's old school. And like really the the and I came in and taught it a couple of times. Like really the theme there was let's just be curious. Like, why might X mean this? And you know, just it was just all about exploring. And it's so interesting because oftentimes you see, like when that's not there, when there's not the curiosity piece there, if there's not a foundation of curiosity, that's so often when we'll go, oh, I'm just not into this. Right. Like I'm just yeah. not into this thing or I'm not connecting with it or what does it have to do with me or all that stuff. hmm. And so, again, this is such a great point that's so. That's so profound in its simplicity, Mm -hmm. which is that the more we foster curiosity about a subject, the more we're just gung-ho to get our hands in it Mm -hmm. in the first place and to stay there.
5: It's what turns kids into being lifelong learners, which, as we've talked about, is the number one job skill (laughs) for the future of of being able to kind of keep up with the technology curve, committing yourself not just because you need to, but because you want to, to continuously learn is what ensures mm-hmm. that you can ride this wave of disruption that's coming um, yeah. and, and not feel kind of boxed into a corner and then find out you have no lifelines.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's why like taking yourself on a museum trip, you know, mm-hmm. as like a little solo date or taking yourself on a yoga t- retreat or something <laughs> before is really strengthening the muscle of curiosity as well. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Cause totally. like imagination, we talk about as a muscle, like just practicing, letting your imagination run wild. I would say the same is true for curiosity. The more you allow yourself to be in situations where you get to be curious the more you allow that to be your outlook the more you will have of it you know totally
5: like anything curiosity i'm curious to get to your questions of the lightning round
4: You no, know, I already knew the yoga retreat did
5: wonders for you, but your segways are just <laughs> on luck. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. So, I'm curious, Kate, what are you reading right now or listening to? What what's uh, what's in your jam? Okay, the first thing that I'll confess to listening to
4: is Taylor Swift's new album. That is oh. not an academic answer at all, but I have to tell you. Is I'm it a, any good? I think it's really good. Okay, you I know, haven't listened to it yet. What I appreciate about Taylor Swift is she puts out a new album every two years like clockwork and everyone is totally different and explores a new side of her and her sound. And I like to reward, you know, cons- consistent effort and growth. Like I'm a fan of that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say. It.
4: Okay. All what right. about you, Christina? What are you reading right now or listening to? So I'm
5: going to tell you, but you can't mock me.
4: I I feel like you could have totally
5: mocked me for the Taylor Swift thing, and you didn't. So okay, excellent, good. <laughs> um, so I, I cheated in college and never read the Odyssey. I read the Cliff Notes version so that I could fake my way through a class.
4: Honestly, uh, I might have too. I remember yeah, like, yeah. the
5: person it with was one so eye. Long, yeah, the Cyclops. So yeah. It's yes, now, and it was oh. not that it was hard to follow, and yeah, you know, like after a certain number of times, where like the gods are angry and they're strewn about on an island. You're like, uh, so um, so that's my segue to say I I'm reading the Odyssey. <laughs> that's uh, incredible. I, so there's a new translation out. I read about this in the New York Times Magazine two Ooh. weeks ago, and I thought this is exactly the book for me to take to Mexico. Um, there's ah. a new. Translation out by the very first ever translation by a woman. Her name is Emily Wilson, and she has made. Uh, I I don't even know how the article about the translation is really fascinating too, um, because you don't even realize how hard it is to translate things uh, uh, until like the third word of a sentence is so ambiguous and could be interpreted twelve different ways that completely changes. Yeah. Your understanding, the next twelve hundred pages she's translated this is wholly readable. It's really just like such a contemporary voice and you don't even notice it. I literally did not catch this until two thirds of the way through. The entire thing is an iambic pentameter, but what? Yes. But you like, don't even notice because you're just reading. You're just uh, like following this epic journey. And then two thirds of the way through, I'm like, huh, that's an I am. That's an I wait, what? She totally pulled this off. Perfect iambic pentameter. So um, for all of you who faked your way through the Odyssey or just never read it the first time because it seemed really overwhelming, I recommend Emily Wilson's translation of the Odyssey.
4: That is incredible. That is just really, really incredible. Uh, I... I honestly have to admit that as a former English major, I have not even thought to read The Odyssey as of late, but now I want to. Now I'm, like, now really want. wanting to read it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good. One. Um, okay.
5: Kate, hey, back over to you. What's the last thing that made you go, watch me? <laughs> I wasn't sure what the line notes would be on that one, so, you I know. know, I just did what I could. I I loved it. You know, it would be very easy for me to say
4: this is kind of a cheat because it would be like when I stepped on the stage on Sunday night. Watch me, guys! I'm up here, and if you could laugh, also that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also feel like it's when I was really tired the other night and was going to go ho- straight home, but instead I uh, took a detour into Seven Eleven and got a Coke Slurpee. I was like, watch oh. me, watch me, world! Oh. Right? I, I feel badly bringing them up after you know all of your amazing vegetable. Uh, progress, Christina. <laughs> I'm just bringing up Coke Slurpees, but you know you what? Are, I you right. <laughs> I, what? I loved every sip. What was the last thing that made you go, watch me?
5: <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, given that I was just at a yoga retreat, uh, yeah. I attempted many inversions, many Ooh, handstands wow. and headstands and Uh, And all the things, most of them unsuccessfully. I I will give you that. Um, You know, I'm, as a tall girl, there's a lot of body you have to control when when you're upside down. You know what I mean? Where you're You're like, I think I got it. I think I got it. And then, like, your feet just kind of, oh, two Uh inches. And now we're flipping all the way over. Um, But there was one moment where I pulled off a perfectly straight headstand on the beach and I definitely yelled out to everyone in the vicinity, watch me, <laughs> uh, which there were not that many because it's of the off season. Thank God. So there I you go. See,
4: you posted a photo of yourself. I think it's Bo Poe.
5: Is it Bo? Yeah, it's, um, dancer. It's, it's Dancer. It's Dancer posts. Uh, she, uh, I, uh, does, Yeah,
4: it, It's very, very impressive. <laughs> thank you it's, yes gorgeous
5: gorgeous so i i have that same photo in the himalayas when i was trekking to everest and on mount kilimanjaro the day before i summited so it's a little bit of like a series at this point for me Ooh, that's amazing i love a good series
4: Awesome.
5: Um, okay what is an instagram or a twitter account that's a ray of light in your feed right now
4: I thought, yes, I thought about asking this question because, you know, there can be some great, there's some great stuff happening on Instagram and Twitter, obviously, uh, in the midst of all of the other chaos that's going on. Um, I'm going to shout out an account that a friend of mine just introduced me to on Instagram called Nitch N-I-T-C-H, and it posts... Sort of an iconic photo of someone from history, some, you know, thinker or creator from history, um, along with uh, just a great quote. And I love their curation of quotes. Uh, For example, there was this great uh, Georgia O'Keeffe post recently, and the quote Mm -hmm. underneath was, I have already settled it for myself, so flattery and criticism go down the same drain, and I am quite free. I loved that quote. I was like, I love seeing that in the middle of my Instagram feed. <laughs> uh, it's just a badass Georgia O'Keeffe quote. So I recommend Niche. I'm really into it. Okay. What, I like What it. do you Christina, on your Twitter feed or Instagram, an account that's just a, you, you always love yeah, stumbling upon it?
5: Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've got one for each and I'll I'll keep it brief. Lovely. Um on Instagram, this is an account I've been following for a year and a half now, and every single time it pops up, it just brings me such joy. Um, it's called Ludvig Guinea Pig. There's some, <laughs> there's some underscores between Ludwig and Guinea. Um, Ludvig <laughs> Guinea Pig is an account about a skinny, hairless guinea pig in, like, I believe, the Czech Republic. Oh, I think uh, I've seen this guinea pig. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He takes photos with his favorite um fruits and vegetables uh and also flowers sometimes sometimes he wears a bow tie uh every once yes. in a while he you know he's looking bashfully he's got these like two little whiskers mm-hmm. and you know he he live in the dream he as you know his instagram account says. Uh, his life is a real zero to hero story from abandoned pet to Instagram celebrity in less than a oh. year. I, oh. just, I love Ludwig and he brings me joy. So that's my Amazing. my Instagram account. My Twitter account is dog rates, which is, you know, a pretty obvious. Yes. Oh uh, my gosh. So apparently cute animals are the things that are rays of light in my life right now. But dog rates is just a consistently positive experience. 14 oh out of 10. good Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah,
4: yep. <laughs> I love dog rates so much, and it's so true. I, I really do think that like s- sometimes there is nothing better. Maybe I can change it so much to all, always. There's nothing better than just like pausing out of your stress to be like, here are two adorable bulldogs
5: like chasing a balloon. You know, yep.
4: I mean, yep. it's important. There,
5: uh, there was a very uh, a spectacular post recently of a tiny little puppy and a tennis ball. And the, the the puppy wasn't really like chasing the tennis ball. It was sort of the puppy's just kind of scampering around. The tennis ball just kind of chills and watches and then at the end kind of rolls off to the side, which really sets the puppy on fire. It's like a thirty second long video. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. This sounds just epic and amazing. I yeah. I need to I will look it up immediately.
1: You should. Um,
4: I love it. Okay, Christina, how Uh, what's like one thing it could be a very small thing that you're going to do to attempt to stay sane during the holidays good
5: question i i I guess my easy answer is more sleeping less alcohol yes i mean you know it's it's kind of cheating but i i found one of the things i found from like not drinking anything for a couple of weeks is how great i sleep when my body isn't processing alcohol Interesting. Yeah, and uh, and also there's you know fewer calories when you don't drink. So um, I I feel like you know especially when you're going to all the holiday parties and you got a couple back to back in the night or like you're going to a big family thing and you're like eh, I'll just drink the punch it'll make everyone a little bit more tolerable um, mm-hmm. that that you can or at least I can uh, over over in both desserts and drinks during the holiday season. Mm. And I feel like just, you know, taking it down a notch, drinking more seltzer and getting more sleep uh, is probably a more productive approach than going in for the eggnog. I'm a fan.
4: I think that's great. Less drinking, more sleeping. It's also just it rolls off the tip of your tongue. It's easy to say.
5: True. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Kate? What are you going to do to uh, stay sane?
4: I think this is also maybe a little biased towards living in a place where I can do this, but I'm just going to take more walks for me, like even a little 10 minute walk, just getting outside, getting, clearing my head. I know the holidays are going to be, you know, it's easy to fall off your routine, you're traveling, you're with family. I'm always like trying to cram in some extra bonus work here and there. I always like, you know, in the past have given myself an extra difficult goal on the top of my holiday, like clean out your garage in your spare time. <laughs> uh, but this year I think I'm just gonna say, if You're feeling stress overwhelmed, just get outside. Ten minutes, five minutes, Ooh. a brisk, a brisk walk. Yeah. It's really done wonders for me lately, particularly because I've sort of uh, gone through a, a moment here where I just have not had big windows of downtime. Mm. Just taking that twenty minutes phone free yeah. uh, is is really been kind of a wonderful uh, yeah. panacea, as they say, for oh,
1: many things. Very nice. Um, Can I also
5: suggest <laughs> legs up the wall? Oh, just
3: lay on that's your back and put your legs one. straight up the wall.
5: Five minutes. Yes, five minutes. Yeah. It's
4: oh my gosh. You know, I actually did that the other night. I was, um, kind of had to get a second or third win before going on stage. And I, I laid down on the ground and put my feet up on a chair, which is just a wonderful kind of restorative pose, but I yep. love the legs up the wall. going to do, do it. it. Five minutes. Take a note. I love yep. it. I love it. Okay. We are bringing it home. Christina, give a shout out to a woman who's doing awesome things, please.
5: Well, you know, it's always so hard to choose. So the easiest no. way for me is usually who's an awesome woman I've seen recently. Oh, I And uh, I'm, I'm going to have to give a shout out today to uh, to Maura aarons who I Ooh, saw this wow. morning. Ooh, um, she, I love it. I know. She just wrote a book called, you're going to love this book. It's called Hiding in the Bathroom, an introvert's roadmap to getting yeah. out there when you'd rather stay home. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. It's just a really great book, and I'm not just saying that because there's a story about me in there. Um. But it's a. It's a great book for especially for people who feel a little bit overwhelmed by the conferences or by the networking or by the big holiday parties. Um. And just ways that both you know tactics for getting out there, but also. Uh, kind of grace for yourself when you don't want to. Um, and I think it's, it's just a really incredible resource, especially as more companies and more people are starting to think about what is diversity of working styles and of communication styles and of, you know, brain functions. How can we really make sure that, that people of all different, you know, uh, um angles are are welcome and can really do their best. Um so I love the book. I love what she's working on. And uh shout out for Mora. Oh, that's wonderful. Yay, Mora. Yay. Over to you Kate. What's uh bring it home. What what's a woman who's doing some awesome things that you want to give a shout out to?
4: You know, I feel that I'm going to do the same thing as you, Christina, because it is always so impossible Mm -hmm. uh, to choose. I'm going to shout out uh, a friend and colleague of mine who just recently came up on my Instagram feed, as in today Uh, Uh for all of her great work. um, Her name is Nicole Starrett and she's been doing a lot of great work this year with a wonderful festival that happens every October um, in Los Angeles um, to support Native American filmmakers. It's called the LA Skins Fest. And Nikki is just a bright light of human being, but she's been also finding ways in pursuit of her own work um, and her own career as a filmmaker to just really support uh, the works of others others and those who are less represented so hooray uh nikki starrett hooray the la skins fest for just putting work on big screens that totally deserves to be up there that might not otherwise uh be recognized so yay well christina it has been a joy as always to do this episode i love our cnc episodes i do too (laughs) And I feel like I've, by proxy, have gone on a a tiny little bit of a yoga retreat.
5: (laughs) Just add (laughs) 84 degrees and sand and not putting on shoes for eight days. And you've got it. That's all you're missing.
4: I'm just going to go put my legs up on the wall and feel the sand. (laughs) I love it. Well,
1: namaste.
0: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast! Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound...